Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So, as we record this, it is November 17th, 2020, not March, like I recently mistook, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which means the holidays are coming, believe it or not, and they are obviously going to look very different for a lot of us this year, and Samantha, for my question, I know you are not the biggest fan of the holidays, but are there any traditions that you do like, and what is your general plan on celebrating or not celebrating? So the one, a few traditions I do have, and especially in the last like mm, five years and being, trying to be an adult and trying to get into the spirit. I always at least try every time is I always buy a miniature Christmas tree, not a big one because I don't want a big one. I can't deal with a big one. I don't have time (laughs) for a big one. I don't want to lug a big one. Uh, Uh Oh, (laughs) <laughs> Maybe with him. Didn't mean to say it like that. But, uh, and if you've ever watched, which you haven't, uh, while you were sleeping, there's this whole thing where she's trying to drag a giant Christmas tree up her window because she can't carry oh. it herself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want that. So mm-hmm. I go and buy a very small Christmas tree and I decorate it with by myself and I put little presents for my dog, typically. Mm-hmm. And usually for my family too, but because... Most of what they get is like Christmas uh, or gift cards. It doesn't take mm-hmm. up too much space. So, um, right. And then I have a stocking for myself and peaches, which is probably mm, four inches tall. <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and that's it. That's my Christmas tradition. I try to do that as a way of being like, look at me. Huh. Christmas. So that's <laughs> my actual tradition. There are other things that I'll do in between that I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of want to do this too, which you and I've talked about is Christmas movies or movies that remind me of Christmas time, which I put mm-hmm. Harry Potter in that mm-hmm. category as well. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not so much this year. Uh, <laughs> but what about you? Um, I I think I've said before, but I love the decorations of the holidays. I love lights. Like uh, I have... Christmas lights in my apartment all year round. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I also get the miniature tree. I would get the big one, but my apartment is too small. But also, yeah, the lugging up the stairs is not something I'm super excited about. Um, and then I like the food aspects a lot. And I, I kind of like the general, at least here in Georgia, I don't know if I'd feel the same way elsewhere, but I like the general, like it's cold and I have to kind of snuggle up. I do have my set of holiday movies I watch every year and some of them, I too are like, this is a horror movie, but it's it's set at Christmas or whatever. So it's an, it's an interesting list. Um, yeah, and you know, if I, when I do go home, we have a whole... We have foods that we have to eat, and I manage the lights and the Christmas tree. And I say manage because it is like a job. I do enjoy it, but it is work. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And then I, I really don't look forward to taking all of that down. Yeah, I hate it. So that's always hanging over, you know. It's mm-hmm. kind of unfortunate. <laughs> the best thing about having the miniature Christmas trees, I could just put it in my bin. And not have to take mm-hmm. it to a special place for it to be cut yeah. up or anything. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a fire pit, I guess if it's dried <laughs> out, typically, sometimes mine yeah. dries out a little bit. You can just throw it in the back. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, my mom is the queen of seasonal decoration and decorations, and everything is themed the freak out. Like uh, on the mantles, she has fake snow, whole villages, mm-hmm. lights oh, everywhere. Wow, yeah. Each Christmas tree, because there's at least two, are both, mm-hmm. I think both of them are real. I don't know if she changed, uh, upgraded one to a, not upgrade, but uh, downgraded, I don't know, to a pretty <laughs> fake tree. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. both of them are themed. And oh. uh, one is traditional, where it's like the kids put decorations on here, but the other one is that fancy French-like decorations with pretty crystals all over it or ornaments all over it. I'm like, what is this? What is happening? But yeah, Mm -hmm. she is the queen of that wreaths everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. So after watching all the hard work she has to do and it's a chore, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Not doing that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I do think some people really enjoy it, but it is is work in either case, whether Mm -hmm. you enjoy it or not. It is work. Um, and I do want to shout out my traditional in-between holiday of cheese giving. Yes. Um, which I just saw that Ritz has a... Che- I'm not going to get this, but I just want to let everyone know that it exists. They have a cheese plate that you can get where the, the plate is a giant Ritz cracker. <laughs> is it an actual edible cracker or shaped yeah. like a cracker? It's an edible cracker. I'm going to um, have to look into this. Yes. So cheese giving is what it sounds like. It's me and a group of very big cheese fans who uh, do our friends giving is specifically cheese themed. I love it. Yeah. This yeah. is the fourth annual cheese giving. I love it. Yeah. I love good friends giving. Like I look forward to that more than anything else to be fair. Yeah. And unfortunately this year's a little different, but yeah, yes. I did love yes. that every year. And typically we have the one person who always hosts. Mm-hmm. So we always wait for that. Or if there's three different people, but I always have the one that I make sure I'm on. Yes. Um, And if you're listening to this and you're freaking out and you're thinking, but with what? Don't you know there's a pandemic? Yes, we do. And that's why we said things are going to look a bit different this year. And we're going to talk about um, all of that. So if you're really not looking to hear anything about the pandemic, that's totally cool. You can come back, listen later. Um, right. Also, we, we are do gonna, have some good advice about it. So if you're trying we to do. find ways to think of, think things through this year. Yes. Um, and, you know, creative ways to celebrate or hold on to traditions uh, where you can, where it's safe. Um, we do have all of that mm-hmm. in this our jam-packed holiday episode because, believe it or not, the holidays are coming. <laughs> I had a moment of shock when uh, I think it was um, a whiskey commercial and it had Christmas music in the in it. And I was like, what is this? But then I looked at the date and I was like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and we have done episodes before on the show about how specifically stressful the holidays can be for women. We did an emotional labor holiday edition episode, for instance. But... In a year of a pandemic and a very divisive presidential election here in the United States, coupled with job losses and increases in unpaid domestic work for women, disproportionately impacting women, all of these things, um, these times are even more stressful. So we wanted to take a look at that. Right. So a recent survey found that 70% of Americans believe this will be their most challenging winter ever. And I think there's a lot more than that. (laughs) (laughs) In all honesty. Um, And 75% believe that the coronavirus will surge in the winter. And we've been told that kind of a lot lately on media. And most respondents reported COVID as their biggest fear going into the holiday season at over 50%, which is less than I thought. 
but I guess that kind of goes with where we are in society. One third mm-hmm. reported the election as their biggest stressor during quarantine, and job insecurity came in third. All of this means that 67% of the participants reported they think the pandemic will ruin their holidays. Yeah, I think that I think this article was called Christmas Cheer. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another poll found that instead of gifts, people are stocking up on essentials and home goods in case of quarantine and or shelter-in-place orders. About half reported stocking up on face masks, and the same number said they were stocking up on toilet paper, tissues, and towels. Four in 10 are stocking up on canned goods, and over half report that due to the pandemic, they won't be able to afford repairs to their heating systems if something breaks in the winter. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, another poll found that in the U.S., women are far more worried about finances during this coming winter than men, and personal debt in Europe is at an all-time high. Yeah, and Vice just published an article about how to tell people you won't be at their holiday celebrations, which we're going to get into later. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely need this advice. Um, and of course, a lot of traditions we participate in are on hold. Uh, stores are trying to mitigate one of them Black Friday by shifting from one-day sales in stores to slow rollouts of sales online. And that's why, as you you all probably noticed, commercials and advertising for uh, holiday shopping did start earlier this year. In right. fact, you were not imagining it. It's because they're trying to do this slower rollout uh, and just give it more time rather than having a bunch of people go in person to a store. Um, as we know, we are breaking COVID records here in the U.S., uh, and the virus is surging. We have been warned about a dark winter, which is a quote. I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. In part because of the seasonal flu, people getting slack about social distancing and precautions, which is called pandemic fatigue, by the way. And because previous holidays like Labor Day and Fourth of July saw upticks in infection rates. So, you know, you get to the end of the year and you have Thanksgiving, uh Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, whatever you celebrate. There's a lot of holidays like kind of pretty close together. (laughs) Yeah, so that's causing officials a lot of concern. And they predict that something similar or worse will happen this year, end of year holidays. Um, Just for reference, on a non-pandemic year, over 50 million Americans travel more than 50 miles for Thanksgiving, for instance. Surveys suggest that that number is going to be cut in half this year. But It remains to be seen. I've seen a lot of different numbers around that. Um, But it does seem it's going to be significantly less. Mm -hmm. Um, Car trips over July 4th and Labor Day over 100 miles, but less than 500 miles, rose by a decent amount this year compared to last. So that's sort of contradicting that previous data I just mentioned. But it's people are more willing to travel short distances in cars. Right. If they're traveling. Right. Uh, And I wonder what that looks like for uh, flights and such, because I can't imagine it's going to increase in any least way. That's yeah, well, it's, it's interesting because a lot of airlines are slashing their prices, but I, I just read a new survey that came out that said 78% of Americans are anxious about flying. Right. So I don't know. There's so many things happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and the CDC has already published guidelines on how to safely celebrate the holidays during this pandemic, which we need. And essentially, <laughs> is stay at home. The yeah. story, uh, which for some of us is really tough after being isolated for months and for various reasons, the holidays can be difficult if you happen to be or live alone. Right. Okay. So let's break down these CDC guidelines. Um, 
Quote, the COVID-19 pandemic has been stressful and isolating for many people. Gatherings during the upcoming holidays can be an opportunity to reconnect with family and friends. This holiday season, consider how your holiday plans can be modified to reduce the spread of COVID-19 to keep your friends, families, and communities healthy and safe. Unfortunately, the COVID-19 epidemic is worsening and small household gatherings are an important contributor to the rise in COVID-19 cases. CDC offers the following considerations to slow the spread of COVID-19 during small gatherings. These considerations are meant to supplement, not replace, any state, local, territorial, or tribal health and safety laws, rules, and regulations with which all gatherings must comply. Mm. Like that last bit right there. Um, and they suggest virtual hangouts, if you're not too tired of them. Uh, celebrating virtually or with members of your own household who are consistently taking measures to reduce the spread of COVID-19 poses the lowest risk of spread. In-person gatherings that bring together family members or friends from different households, including college students returning home, poses varying levels of risk. And I feel like that's just an obvious yeah, but I hadn't, I was reading all these articles about um, this sort of terrible situation a lot of college students are in where they were sort of kind of tricked right. into coming back to campus. And now they're like, actually, it's really bad. Go home. <laughs> and then having to make these decisions about, right. well, I have this person with this amount of risk and, and whatever household. Right. Um, so it's complicated. And also, I, I read another article that really advised that you thought of it in three levels of personal and then whoever you're going to be interacting with if you do go to a holiday celebration, but then also societally because right. we're all suffering from this right. and you don't know who you're impacting on that level. Right. So like we talked about the uh, wedding in which people did spread it. None of them got super sick or uh, hospitalized, but people that they knew that they carried mm -hmm. out to, they're the ones who suffered the most. So it's kind of like you not only see within your small group, but it becomes a big Super spreader. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the CDC uh, asked that people consider uh, when you're deciding whether or not to travel for the holidays, uh, things like um, community levels of COVID-19, both where you are and where you are going and any stops you might take along the way, exposure during travel, location of gathering, duration of gathering, the number and crowding of people at the gathering, and behaviors of attendees before and during the gathering. And the gathering sounds so, ooh. It's a movie. Aha, uh, uh -huh, it is. Uh, but um, also, as we know right now, in anticipation of all of this, some, some places like Chicago have put down lockdown orders. So also definitely check that. <laughs> where right. you go and where you are. <laughs> right. And of course, they advise you should not attend if you have any symptoms, are waiting for test results, have been exposed to anyone who tested positive and or at higher risk. Yeah, and they also recommend maintaining social distancing, wearing masks, hand washing, and avoiding physical contact with anyone not from your household. Um, and we're going to talk about this more later. I just have a lot of anxieties around this because I feel like a lot of things start that way mm -hmm. and they don't end that way mm -hmm. um, for various reasons. Yeah. Um, the CDC has a bunch of tips. Uh, if you want, I mean, it's not like the happiest thing, but they're, they're <laughs> thorough on their website. And some of them I like include, quote, encourage guests to avoid singing or shouting, Samantha, especially indoors. Keep music levels down so people don't have to shout or speak loudly to be heard. So no karaoke. Dang it. <laughs> um, they also suggest avoiding potluck-style meals. 
makes sense. Um, in short, yeah, the, the, the holidays are going to be very different this year. Right. Um, but as we've talked about in past holiday episodes and past COVID-19 episodes, a lot of the burden of both the holidays and implementing these safety protocols falls and will most likely fall on women. Everything has an extra step now, and we've seen this, and this is, everything has an extra thought process as well, mm-hmm. um, and one that people's health depends on. You can't just clean. You have to deep clean and disinfect, spray everything down. You can't just invite people. Now there are all these conversations and considerations to be had, and you have to have rules in place, and, and then monitoring and making sure that they adhere to them, which is a whole thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> very anxiety-ridden for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and where are you going to host? Is it in your small house or are you going to go outside? Is it going to rain? Ugh. Um, and the CDC recommends outside meals. Again, is that feasible? If not, what's the largest room in the house? And does it mean people will pass through the kitchen? All these extra considerations that come with heavy implications, literally life and death. And again, it falls on women who are mainly the host, hostess, whatever you want to call it, who are the ones that make plans for this, who are the ones that um, end up coordinating the food, all of those things. It's a whole thing. Absolutely. And as we talked about in our recent episode with Bridget, the other side of that is women do make up a lot of the essential workers Mm -hmm. who are likely to come in contact if we are not following the safety protocols. So it's a double double whammy and actually a triple whammy because there's also the financial burden of gift giving, especially for mothers, um, which is greater due to COVID for a lot of women who is going to have the conversation with the kids about gifts, Mm -hmm. who's going to be blamed and feel guilt for not being able to meet the high expectations we put on Christmas for children, usually mothers. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's this whole conversation about the fact that this year alone, we've only gotten one stimulus check. And what does that Mm -hmm. look like as we are coming into this holiday season where you're supposed to have this huge celebration with presents And then I also saw a tweet about how uh, maybe we should stop talking about Santa giving presents because it does seem really unfair for the children who didn't get as much. It's like, you're not as good or you're not as uh, liked. And it's a whole conversation about what is the greater implications on society. But then, as we mentioned before, the food. The CDC recommends that only one person... I think we just all need to buy hair nets and gloves now, should be involved <laughs> in the preparation of, if members not of their household will be eating it and that they serve it and oh, the dishes be washed with warm, soapy water ASAP. Uh, that's a whole thing too. Ooh, dishes. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what, I don't have a dishwasher and it is no, so annoying. And I can't imagine putting on a big party without having a dishwasher anyway, and then being like, I'm, I'm hoping I sanitized it because I burned my hand off when I was washing it. <laughs> Just for Long-time you. listeners know that I have a, a like 30-page essay I wrote on doing the dishes. So I'm with you, Samantha. <laughs> I was so angry one time. I was like, this is a res- responsibility of saying sorry. And, <laughs> and I will say, again, these tasks usually fall to women anyway. Definitely in my kitchen, in my family's kitchen, After dinner is done, the women sit in the kitchen while the men just kind Mm -hmm. of disperse to wash dishes. Um, Mm -hmm. But now it's become perhaps even lonelier and more stressful. And because you have to concentrate on what you're doing, how quickly you're doing it, and what is it affecting, and has it contaminated anything? Well, I also think that there's an added 
almost higher expectation. I think it could go both ways, but I think in some cases there's almost, well, we've been alone. We've been isolated so long. I've got to make this feel like a a happy, Mm -hmm. you're trying to downplay how much work it is Mm -hmm. that you're putting into it and not make people feel nervous about, oh, I could, you know, this is a strange and scary time. Right, right. Um, And also make people feel really good because you're not sure when you might be able to see each other again. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. And from my family specifically, my nephew is coming home. He's been stationed in South Korea for the past year, and he's going to get to come home for Christmas. And it's kind of one of those things of like, ah, we want to make it big for you. You've been gone, and mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to get into adulthood, and, and we want to celebrate. And his favorite thing is Christmas and going to extended families get-togethers and seeing everyone. Mm-hmm. We're all like, oh, Christmas maybe mm-hmm. three people at a time and we're going to give you gift <laughs> cards with gloves and no, no hugs because we're wearing masks. <laughs> we need like catapults. <laughs> Some kind of Slingshot system. people with a gift delivery system. <laughs> Perfect. I got, I'm on um, and, and And like Samantha said, we are going to discuss ways to to have these traditions in the best way you can. You certainly can have a virtual like big get-together party with the understanding that next year we're going to really do it up. But don't make that promise unless you really want to because I feel like a lot of people will be like, then you feel even more pressure in 2021. You don't want that. Um, But yeah, there's all of this going on. Um, And also something to be said, not all people and not all women are taking this virus seriously. So these extra layers will not necessarily weigh on them. Um, it will weigh on any person attending or deciding not to attend, absolutely, um, who who does take it seriously. And as we discussed in our gender differences in COVID-19 episode, women are in general more likely to take the pandemic and precautions more seriously, which means it will probably fall to women more often to have these tough conversations. So... Uh, that's kind of an overview of where <laughs> we're at. <laughs> um, we do have some more for you listeners, but first we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. So, uh, it's not enough that we have that going on in 2020 because of course of course not we also have the election and the fallout of the election um and you listeners have probably heard a lot of the tips when it comes to politics during the holidays i know we've discussed in the past some of those and i did read some really interesting ones um like designate a politics free zone make sure everyone is on the same page about that politics free zone or not when or where we're going to discuss politics or not um but Personally, I feel like everyone, A, has to want to do that, and B, once alcohol gets flowing, if that's a thing at at your holiday gathering, um, I guarantee things like this um, will most likely go out the window. Your your designated no-politics zone will not be that anymore. However, I do think that's worth a shot. If If you think that's something that could work in your family, I think it's worth a shot. But I do think you also need to be realistic in your own context, in your own circumstances, if if that would work. I know I've mentioned before my mom has a silly hats rule that so far has worked for our family. We uh, generally agree on politics, but we definitely had some blowouts. This was more for like personal disagreements though, right. but she, had, she instated this rule where when you walk into the house, you have to put on a hat 
a very silly hat of her choosing. And it's just really hard to fight people when you're in a silly hat and you're in a silly hat. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think my mom uses uh, religion mm. and the Bible as a way instead of like necessarily all that, trying to get sentimental because my family is very sentimental. Um, mm-hmm. And that's fine. They're steeped in family traditions based on mm-hmm. religion. So mm-hmm. hopefully... Oh, we'll see. Uh, We've done really well, I think, as a family to not discuss it because I am the outlier of this whole family contention. Uh, So they don't talk about it with me specifically. And if they do bring it up, I'm quick to shut it down because my mom's face automatically goes into nervousness. Um, So I try to avoid that. But this year, of course, has gotten a little more heated. Um, And then Mm -hmm. we also do have covid to talk about as well. So it's always fun. Um, and yeah, exactly. With the COVID stuff, uh, you have to start thinking about this as a stressor of what's going to happen. So you start thinking about people with pre-existing conditions, um, older relatives, if they're coming through, a fear of not seeing people again, because this is the big holiday, like family time. And even, mm-hmm. I think we, you and I have talked about, for me, I like I said, I really enjoy Friendsgiving because that's kind of my relief for mm-hmm. wanting to be with people is my chosen family. And not being able to see them again is really disappointing. And I'm wondering, when are we going to? And because we are overly cautious, we are the ones that's going to be like, nah, we're not doing this. We're shutting this down now. Yeah. (laughs) So that's that's the whole thing. And then, Mm -hmm. so just kind of like my nephew coming home because he is in the military, but some people here from other countries won't be able to return home whether they want to or not because of all the travel restrictions. So they are finding themselves alone when they didn't anticipate to do so because... U.S. have been put on a ban list <laughs> or a quarantine yeah, list. I read some uh, interviews with people who said, um, and this is really unfortunate, but they said if if the ban lifts or when it briefly did, they just went home even though they knew it wasn't safe or went back to their country in question because they didn't know if the ban would come back or um, how long it would be in place or, or whatever, things right. like that. So, yeah, that's another another stressor. And then, again, college students, we talked about this before, who went back to campuses that didn't put safety precautions in place, face a tough choice on what to do for their family, even though they miss them. You know, this is kind of that. Mm -hmm. I remember being in college and wanting to return home, being cool and independent, but, you know, wanting to be around my family sometimes. And that was Mm -hmm. a nice little uh, reprieve from dorm life. And I know some dorms actually just shut down during the holiday season. You have to leave anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then where do you go? Where do you uh, go? <laughs> exactly. Well, let's let's look at some options, and then we're gonna try to close this out on a more upbeat note. We've got some recipes to share with you, um, but before we get there, uh, in general, um, the communication part of this is key, and making sure that everyone is on the same page is key. Um, and you have to start planning early because visiting safely is going to take longer to plan. Um, Again, check check the guidelines in every state you're in, uh, the state you're going to, if that applies. And yes, some of this advice might be too late for Thanksgiving uh, since as this comes out, uh, but still applicable for other holidays. Um, so let's talk about if you do decide to go or to host. Right. Um, make sure you're clear about your guidelines. Communicate, communicate, communicate. And mm-hmm. that everyone has the same definition of careful. Because uh, as we've learned, 
I think throughout yeah. this whole year, when I say quarantine and when I say I'm taking precautions, that's a whole different sentence to another person. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and things like 14 days quarantine and a planned 14 days quarantine after require social distancing, all of those things. And I, I also talked about the fact that, oh, I've been keeping the six feet rule because apparently six feet is a lot smaller than I thought. Because when I <laughs> yeah. see when people like, you know, in stores when they've actually laid it out, I'm like, I don't want to be that close. I've never been this close to a person standing in line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so apparently my definition of six feet is like everybody's, the reality is like 12 feet. Mm-hmm. But again, hey, that's great, I guess, right? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's better than not making right. six feet. Um yeah, and I've heard, I've read a lot of people who said, you know, I've decided to do Christmas or not Thanksgiving or I've decided to do one and not the other because this is, a, I mean, 14 days of a strict quarantine before and after is a lot. Uh, it might be worth it to you, absolutely, but it is. Um, and then ask yourself questions like, where will I stay if I do plan on staying? What will I do if I or someone else comes down with symptoms? The CDC has answers to these questions are like best case practices. So if this is if something you're asking yourself, go check out their website. Um, ask people to bring their own food and drinks, which would eliminate some of the stress for the host. Um, aim for a smaller gathering, definitely. Um, the less people from outside the household, the better. Yeah, and if you're traveling, drive if it's feasible and try to minimize stops. One gas trip, don't go inside. <laughs> And of course, get tested if possible. But remember, false negatives are a thing. And it doesn't mean in between your testing and getting to the home that you might not get it somewhere else. Yes, exactly. So those are some recommendations for having these safe as possible family gatherings. But what if you aren't decide not to go? Um, Because the safest thing is not to go, not to host. Um, or not to in-person host. So you could still have a virtual. Um, And if you have any doubts, experts really recommend that you do that. Um, And I mean, this is the ultimate time. If you do want to miss out, this is it. It's it's here, here you go. Um, But that's easier said than done in some cases because we do feel, a lot of us do feel these pressures Mm -hmm. to have these get-togethers, to not, quote, let people down. Um, People... I've definitely felt the the from other other people like this push of, but I really need this. And right. you're like, oh. Right. Um, so let's let's go back to that Vice article, which really uh, <laughs> made some waves a couple weeks ago um, about how to tell people you're not going. The first thing was be confident in your decision and accept that it's okay. Like just, you've made the decision, allow no room to be swayed. <laughs> it's fine. Um, take into account... How whoever it is you're telling will react and decide the earliest point to tell them accordingly. As in, are they going to harass you about it and try to change your mind? And you know that. Maybe wait till later. Plan what you're going to say. Um, They did say tell them whoever it is as early as you think is the best because it's just polite and it'll give them more time to accept. But if if you know that they're going to not listen to you, perhaps, then you can wait a little bit later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't get badgered. So, of course, allow the person to feel their feelings. I think we say that often. Mm-hmm. Um, for a reasonable amount of time, that is. So if they keep holding it over your head at some point, you can just kind of <laughs> move on. Again, you don't owe anyone any promises about future holidays. Uh, just let them process their emotions. And if you're disappointed, let yourself feel that too. 
Yeah. Uh, and I did crack up. So this article has, it's pretty decently long and it adds mm-hmm. a kind of like scenario A, scenario B. So if you're, if, you're, if this is something you're struggling with, go find it. But I did crack up thinking about how funny it would be if you were preparing to tell someone this. But they contacted you first with one of these reasons, our strategies, and you're like, wait, did you read that Vice article too? <laughs> but it'd be good because that means you guys are on the same yeah, page and you can just have you- be relieved and knowing, oh. Good. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the best case scenario of realizing that you both have read the Vice article. (laughs) Um, If you want, find virtual ways to continue traditions. I feel like a lot of us have gotten really good at this now. Um, Cook the same breakfast, eat it together in your PJs, have virtual watch parties for whatever holiday movies are on your your lineup. Family recipe swaps was a big one or dropping off favorite dishes like pies at loved ones' houses, whether you get it delivered or you personally drop it off. Um, If you send gifts, opening them virtually together, virtual ugly sweater contests are best worst decorations. A show and tell. I did that a couple weeks ago and it was very fun. Um, But yes, several of these things are not available to everyone. The internet is key. Um, It's certainly easier with a working uh, video. Not everyone has that. And then... Um, and technical difficulties, I swear. We've been doing that. We have, we have figured it out for the most part, but I can't get the audio on my other computer, the Skype to work. I don't know why. You never know. I feel but. like for me, I have a reminder from producer Andrew. Every month or so, it'd be like, Samantha, you did this again. Can you fix it? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I lost the internet for like... It felt like a week, but it was only a day. (laughs) I was going to exaggerate a lot. It was only one day. (laughs) But, you know, something like that could happen, absolutely. Uh, And also remember that for some people, this sort of isolation due to pre-existing conditions or even people like soldiers away uh, or abroad, um, this isn't new. So it's totally okay to uh, feel hurt and isolated by these things. But just remember context, perspective... Who are you talking to? (laughs) I don't know. Always good. Um, And of course, you can also volunteer. And if there's something that appeals to you, do it. Donate if you can. Um, I know one of my favorite organizations, uh, Women's Shelter, does a whole Christmas thing. Um, And we're not going to do the same thing this year. Usually we get a big group of people and we come together and send stuff. But instead, because I don't want to deal with uh, everybody having the pressure of trying to get together doing things, I'm going to do my own thing. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Keep up your favorite traditions where possible. Baking cookies, tree decorating, non-tree decorating, baby tree yeah. decorating, um, and things like that. And just to put this out there, uh, with the fact that we have election stuff in Georgia, we have plenty yeah. of stuff to volunteer with that alone because it's definitely yeah. going to be during our Christmas season. <laughs> and then we'll yeah. be thinking about it a lot, um, yeah. as you can tell. And also, f- for those who do have these great traditions, please send us pictures. Oh, yes, please do. And, I mean, this is an excellent time to think of new traditions, too. Right. Um, you can you can come up with a new one. And I'm already I'm already workshopping some ideas. Yeah. I'm still trying uh, to find people to play Among Us with me. So, listeners, <laughs> if any of y'all want to join and have interest, let us know. We're going to set up a game because I just want to play one good time with some of our friends. <laughs> I am so bad at those games. I'm happy to play it, but I feel like every time I'm the person, it's immediately obvious. <laughs> but the thing is, we can't just see we can't see your face. You're just one of those little 
Somehow my avatar would make a weird, embarrassing face, and you'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh, I have seen a lot of Among Us fails. Were they telling themselves? Oh, <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> so those are fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, let us know, listeners, for sure. Um, and to check in with people, for a lot of us, isolation has been very tough, and the loss of these holiday traditions and seeing family is can be a big blow um, in an already painful, tough year. So just make sure, uh, you know, check in where you can. Um, and I think that's that's good advice in general right now. <laughs> but, I mean, it's only a few months and a half of 2020. Can you believe that? Thank God. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a very, very interesting how time feels these days. But uh, we did want to close out on some fun things. But first, we have one more quick break forward from our sponsor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. So since um, one of my favorite things of the holidays is the food, and one of the biggest recommendations we got um, was the the recipe swap. So Samantha and I thought we would share some of our favorite recipes. Um, So I'm going to start with... uh, the sweet potato recipe we make every year because this is the one that people legitimately have uh, passive-aggressively fought over with post-it notes um, where people will write, I leave dibs, and then there's another post-it note that's like, dibs doesn't count, but I call this. Or like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just find all these post-it notes. I'm like, can I eat this? Um, <laughs> I just want to eat it. What's happening? Yes, it is my favorite thing. It is my favorite thing, too. So, um, for ingredients, you need three cups mashed sweet potatoes, one cup sugar, one half teaspoon salt, two lightly beaten eggs, one third stick of butter, one half cup sweet milk, one teaspoon vanilla, one half teaspoon cinnamon. Then you mix all that together in a buttered baking dish. Make sure to remember that because I tell you, um, it'll stick. (laughs) And I usually use this, like, I think it's a 10-inch deep casserole bowl, but it's one of those recipes that doesn't have it on there, and I've just learned from my mom, so uh, sorry, (laughs) but that's what I put it in. Um, And then after you've done that, you cover with the topping. So the topping is one-third cup melted butter, mix together one cup brown sugar, and one-third cup plus one tablespoon flour. Um, Add butter, you add one cup chopped nuts, and then you makes kind of a streusel topping almost, and you put that on top. And my other recommendation here is if you made it the night before, get it out before you cook it because it gets cold in the center and it takes longer to cook. And it, you don't want that. You don't want to wait any extra time for your sweet potato casserole. Mm-hmm. So uh, you bake 35 to 45 minutes at 350 degrees. Uh, I test it. I give it a jiggle. And if the inside is pretty stable, when you do it, you'll know what I mean. It's good. <laughs> that sounds like a dessert. It is. Well, this is the Southern way. All of our our sides are either fried or actually desserts in disguise. But I don't have marshmallows on it like a yeah, lot of people do. Didn't. I was waiting for it. Yeah, no marshmallows. That's not my way. Um, and then I wanted to share this one for pudding gingerbread man cookies. I wanted to share this one, or, or woman, or dinosaur. Um, because I found that a lot of people don't make 
make it this way. And I've had some friends who say they don't like ginger person cookies. And when I give them this recipe, they like it. So, <laughs> um, for this one, you need one half cup butter, one half cup packed brown sugar, one egg, one four ounce package regular butterscotch pudding, uh, usually found near the jello, one and one half cup all purpose flour, one half teaspoon baking soda, one and one half ground cinnamon, teaspoon of ground cinnamon, and one and one half teaspoon ground ginger. So you cream the butter, brown sugar, dry pudding mix, you add the egg, you beat it well, um, you stir together the flour, soda, baking soda, ginger, and cinnamon. Then you stir that into the creamed mixture. You chill, I say at least an hour. Um, then you roll it out on a floured surface till it's like an eighth of an inch thick. Um, and then you make whatever shapes. You decorate with all the the sparkles, the sparkles, the sprinkles uh, like to your heart. Well, I have like that edible sparkle glitter, so that's right. what I was thinking of. Um decorate to your heart's desire. I do have a lot of dinosaurs, uh, a lot of nerdy. I've got Star Wars, of course, um, cookie cutters. (laughs) Um, Then you place on ungreased pan and you cook 350 degrees, six to eight minutes. I would check it at the six, especially if you like a softer cookie. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you're listening to all of this, if you're like, Annie and Samantha, this is too fast. Just email us. We'll send you the recipe. Right, right. Super (laughs) easy. And we might post these. But uh, mine is a little... uh, did you say you've never had this, Annie? Cornflake I've candy? never had this, okay, no. Okay, so I feel like it's pretty common and most people know about it, but apparently not. I just realized it was a Southern thing. It keeps <laughs> saying Southern dishes, and I'm like, well, okay. Um, uh, I guess it makes sense because I definitely had this when I was growing up in the mountains of Georgia. So mm-hmm. I'm from the South. That's what happens. But what you need, <laughs> oh, yeah. And kind of like her yams, <laughs> more so than her cookies. <laughs> or your sweet potatoes, I'm sorry. You do have yeah. a lot of sugar in this. So one cup of granulated sugar, one cup of light corn syrup, one cup of creamy peanut butter, a teaspoon of vanilla, and about five cups of cornflakes, five to uh, like four, five, six. Um, and then you combine the sugar and syrup in a large pot, let it boil, take it off the stove as soon as it does that, and it's all mixed together, um, and immediately combine the peanut butter and vanilla, stir until mixed well. Like it's definitely going to melt together delightfully. And then you add the cornflakes gently, mixed together, uh, lay out some parchment papers, and drop spoonfuls onto the paper. Now, there was another recipe that I did look and see that they had it in like a baking pan. So you can grease that baking pan and just put it all in there and then cut it up like Rice Krispie mm-hmm. Treats, I guess. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, But I've always had it with like the drop um, mm-hmm. and let it cool. If you want to make it holiday-like, which we've done, you add like the uh, color... Sugars that are colors, like the green and the red colors, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not uh-huh. sprinkles, but the sugar. Different. Yeah, it yes. got you. <laughs> uh, And then you can add that to give it that color, the Christmas colors, however uh-huh. you want to do it. Um, and if you're like me and don't like to wait long, it's uh, delicious when it's still warm. So I will eat about 10 of them. Yeah. Don't worry oh. about me. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I would love to try it. Maybe what we should do, our, we'll do a swap. We'll do an exchange. Um, I feel like we yeah. need to do a, a Christmas party, Christmas because uh, you know people did cookie exchanges. Yeah, as part of that, maybe we should change the recipe, watch each other make it, and then kind of <laughs> judge about whether or not it was good or not. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> I turned it into this, a competition. This, you you turned this thing that was supposed to be sort of upbeat into something <laughs> that could potentially go off the rails. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's cool. I, you know how I am. I'm very competitive. Yes, I do. Um, 
I also recommend the Hershey's chocolate pie recipe. It's super easy and easily Googleable. Googleable. Um, and I know that these are all sweet. Uh, so if you if you're just looking for new recipes to try, and maybe I do have to take into account my little brother uh, is vegetarian, things like that. I'm happy to share any recipes. Right. Um, this is a solid start, though. Yes, yes. And uh, if you do have special recipes that you're willing to share, I uh-huh. say uh, post it up on your Instagram or your Twitter and tag us, uh, letting us know that you got it so we can retweet it or repost uh, it to let everybody share in on this holiday swap. Holiday yeah. recipe swap. Let's get this sminty recipe swap going. I like yes. it. Yes, and and definitely let us know uh, any of your new traditions or old, how new ways you're celebrating old traditions. Uh, send us pictures. We would love it. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. We we love you. We're thinking of you. Happy and holidays. Happy holidays, yes. Um, and if you want to contact us, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You or on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Thank you, Andrew. Give me your recipes. <laughs> yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 